My name's Joe Scrabbles. This is Daniel Kruper. Hello. Yep, you did it. And this is the Royal Wedding Podcast, The Windsor Knot, for the final time before the Royal Wedding in question. Oh, we're finally here. Bittersweet. The big day. The big day is upon us. We are going to have, we're going to have one more episode afterwards, but this is the final time we'll be looking forward instead of back. Mm. Oh, sad. A turning point, a crux. Mm, the, uh, the very zenith so, of so, our work. So this episode is entitled Miscellany. Yes. Which is Latin for any old shit. Yeah, pretty much. Smushed together. Absolutely loved it. And it's kind of like a series of updates on the wedding, last minute updates that I think you need to know going into the big day. They're not updates about our stories, which is why it's not updates too. Yes. Because uh, it would also be two words and that would ruin our weird self-imposed rule. Rubric. Um this is cool stuff you need to know going into Saturday so you can look all cool in front of your friends when you're watching the Royal Wedding. Yeah, like how the Archbishop of Canterbury is preparing for the Royal Wedding by listening to Stormzy. <laughs> what? That's a thing. Right, I didn't know about this. This is a return to Welby, my friend. Remember Justin? Yeah. Old Justy Welbs. Um, the naughty dad. He's apparently taking inspiration from a Stormzy song as he nervously prepares for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding. And, as we have become so accustomed to, it is a complete overinflation of a single quote by a newspaper. Oh, it's going to be a lot of that today. Oh, yes. Uh, Mr. Welby said, I'm always nervous at weddings because it's such an important day for the couple, whoever they are. I've made a couple of cack-handed mistakes over the last couple of weddings I've been involved in, and I'm thinking this is probably not a good moment to make it a hat-trick. <laughs> cack-handed? So, the two things, I looked him up. Uh, he accidentally dropped the rings at a wedding recently, and he also forgot the vows that had been provided to him. So, have we got someone who's not very good at weddings? But do you know what's quite interesting about this? Him forgetting the vows in particular. Although he, did, he only did that at a rehearsal. So, I think the main point here is... Welby's being very light-hearted about this, and it's not being presented if it, as if he is. He's just being a fun, fun kind of guy. But the Val thing is interesting because I realised... I think we did cover this back in when we talked about him last, but I'd forgotten. Vows are his only duty at this wedding. It's being conducted by the Dean of Windsor, the Right Reverend David Connor. But um, Welby's just doing the vows. He can't even handle that. And he's forgetting them, left, right and centre, according to this magazine or where, newspaper, whatever you call them. Uh, when asked by presenter Lorna Bailey, I've forgotten where that happened, but Lorna Bailey did this, how he's preparing himself. The Archbishop said a line from grime artist Stormzy's song, Blinded by Your Grace, was helping him in the run-up to the nuptials. Do you, do you, can you make a guess at what that line is? I know you're a big Stormzy fan. I, I wouldn't. Oh, it's too many. Oh, all the big ones. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that one. It's a line in that, Mr. Welby explained, that says, I stay prayed up and get the job done. I think that sort of sums it up. <laughs> so he's just saying, I did some prayers and I'm probably going to do it. That's the line he's that's not getting wrong. prepared. In a way, it does sum it up. It does. The whole calling to the collar. <laughs> I stay prayed up and get the job done. It's not. He's not wrong. I do like that he's listening to Stormzy, although I can't help but feel... He's just made up that he is listening to Stormzy. He's what, just looked what, it up. Did, what, did, what was the motivation there? Just to think, to be cool? Yeah, just be a cool guy. Really? It's like when like David Cameron said he loved Arctic Monkeys. Oh, God. That was a shame, wasn't it? And he said he was an Aston Villa fan um, and then supported West, West Ham. Yeah. Idiot. The Clarets and Blues, they're all the same. Mm. Burnley. <laughs> yep, no idea. 
So that's uh, that's the Archbishop of Canterbury. What do you need to let people know about the cool wedding? Well, I feel like um, we have a bit more of an attachment to Eugenie after we did an entire episode about her. And apparently Fergie is being snubbed by the royal wedding, but not the wedding, the evening do. Oh. Which is very strange. So She's getting lizzed. The Duchess is said to be deeply unhappy about the snub to the evening reception, despite bagging an invite to the ceremony and the afternoon reception. Yeah. So she is one of the 600 guests being invited to the ceremony at St. George's Chapel. As you'd expect. Uh, because apparently Prince Harry is said to have intervened to make sure that she had an invitation to both the wedding and the reception. Lad. But she's not a part of the 250 that are attending the evening reception hosted by Prince Charles of Frogmore House. 250, that is a big cut. It's a big, big old cut. Oh, there's a lot of Clooney's sad people. in that? I reckon this is more like proper friends. Yeah, but imagine Clooney dressed up to the nines at your evening do. You'd um, want him there. But also the, the evening do... Prince Andrew's there and both her daughters. No way. Yep. Beatrice and Eugenie and Andrew are all in the 250. So the 58-year-old, again, obviously you have to say ages when you mm-hmm. arrive for the Express, has been introduced to, the Me- to Meghan by Prince Harry. And Harry is apparently very close to Fergie's daughters. But the reason why is apparently there is beef amongst Fergie and other members of the royal family. Ferguson beef. Um, so... An insider commented on her absence from the evening reception's guest list. Numbers are limited to the evening party. She's not a member of the royal family anymore. And Prince Charles simply doesn't have time for her. What? That's so weird. He, he just can't see why she is still a, such a big part of his brother's life. She is the mother to his two children. And lives in the house. I, uh, I mean, wait, we are, t- we are taking the word of the Express's ex- insiders, so we're, we're getting upset. I do like this. In yeah. 2011, when she didn't get an invite to Will and Kate's wedding, <laughs> she took off to a spa in Thailand. <laughs> to avoid why wouldn't you? Well, if you had the money, I would just. Straight out there. Uh, apparently, the Duke of Edinburgh is the harshest critic of Fergie, though as he never forgave the Duchess's behaviour after pictures of Fergie getting her toes up by oil tycoon John Bryan emerged in 1992. <laughs> it n- is quite a full-on thing for your son's ex to you know, <laughs> so, have come out. That's not normal for couples. <laughs> Prince, the ever-straight-talking ever Prince Philip reportedly blasted the Duchess as having no point <laughs> as a human being. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Since then, the Queen's husband has kept as far away from her as possible. That's pretty rich for a man who literally had to renounce <laughs> royal titles. It gets, it gets worse. One source says it will be fascinating to see if the Duke of Edinburgh acknowledges her during the ceremony. He has held a grudge against her for a long, long time and normally refuses to even be in the same room as her. Wow. So awkward. Yeah. So I would definitely keep an eye out for... Prince Philip and Fergie, if they come into proximity bit on of, Saturday. Uh, bit of beef. Yeah. Get that on player cam. Yeah. Well, um, get that on, uh, I want to see, like, you know, Real Housewives-style reality TV show about them. Ooh. Just having... Uh, Fergie would be up for that, I reckon. She'd be, she'd be great TV. Like, Was it pay? Absolutely. Get it in. She'd be amazing TV. Great title in this episode. Should we talk about the first dance? I know we both both talked about the first dance. It's an important got it in part our stuff. of the big day. I'd be interested to see what you've got, because uh, it would be interesting if we've got two different first dances. Mine is from OK Magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just written it down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. What the song is? Yeah. They have chosen... According to the, so this is OK Magazine sourcing the sun. I really hope it's the same. Thirty-three-year-old Harry and Meghan, thirty-six. Yeah, got to do ages. Obviously, have chosen Whitney Houston's "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Yes, somebody who loves me. Oh, if that is true, that is bold. It's meant to be a lovey-dovey song. Yeah, 
That's nice. full on. They're going to do like a big dance routine. It's claimed the pair of As Close Pals Helen put together, in quotes, a fun and bouncy playlist. Yeah, we've got the same stuff. Good. I love the fact that they're going to have Spice Girls, Elton John, Coldplay, possibly Ed Sheeran, all those people seemingly at their wedding. Nothing. Not well, one. Well, it says Elton John is supposed to be performing... Well, having cancelled two Las Vegas concerts. So I heard he, he cancelled to attend, but I also got this. I don't know if this is in your report that uh, I'll use their words. No royal reception is complete without a dash of A-list stardust, however, and a grand piano is on standby. Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> a grand piano is on standby for family friend Sir Elton John to hammer out some classics. It must be awkward to be Elton John in a room with a piano. Exactly. And be like... I'm not going to do Crocodile Rock. I just want a drink. <laughs> can, you do, can you do Rocket Man? It's quite slow. It goes on for a while. Do it. Do 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 do, do the original version of Candle in the Wind. Not the new not one. Not the new one. That really inappropriate. You know, item. actually, forget it. Don't do that one at all. Uh, we'll forget no. about it. Do Tiny Dancer. Do Yellow Brick Road, because that's a good, that's cool, and it's got a real boogie to it. <laughs> What's the one with Robert Downey Jr. in it? <laughs> <laughs> Have we got Shatner here as well? Do Rocket Man with him. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> so that's a that's an alright choice, isn't it? I think that's, that's fun. I think once again, and I, I don't, don't know what the dance looks like to that song. I, yeah, I don't like to say it, but it feels like they're back in tradition with that one. It's a very unorthodox choice. It is an unorthodox choice. <laughs> what would be an orthodox royal choice? Orthodox. Well, just an orthodox because I think it's unorthodox even for normal first dances. Yeah, El- first dances Elgar. Yeah, oh, the Elgar. No. <laughs> I don't know what. Like most people, just have a nice song. Or oh, something they... that means something to them as a couple. Exactly. I guess. But that's like thrash metal. Yeah. Oh, just get uh, Napalm Death on there. That'll be fantastic. Um. Weirdly, my story in OK Magazine segues into just like a discussion the fact that Princess Diana's sisters and brothers will be at the wedding, which has literally nothing to do with this wedding song. <laughs> it's so it, weird. It, it, it almost like, you know, there's that um, weird internet law about, like, um, disagreements in forums about Reduxio ad Hitler. Godwin's law. Yeah, so... I think it's called, isn't it? After it keeps on going, any, like, online debate will eventually involve invoking the Nazis or Hitler. Yeah. I think the same similar principle is at work in any stories about the royal wedding. You can't get more than three paragraphs without Diana's name. Oh, she's got to be in there I'm somewhere. I'm not comparing Diana to the Nazis. Now, I know we did say that, uh, well, we heard... I am, but not in that way. <laughs> I know we heard that Diana's ghost was going to be there. We weren't talking about it in this sense. Like, she's haunting news reports, and that's it. Yeah, it's, she... It's difficult. Can't leave her out. Just chill, just chill out for a good while, guys. Have you heard about the rings? No. Um, so apparently when Harry described the engagement ring he designed for Meghan, he rev- revealed that it was yellow gold, because that's her favourite, which, what? you know. What's yellow gold? I think it's just gold. Is that not just regular gold? It's just gold. Is it because, like, white gold's become so popular you now have to, like, say, yellow it's gold? It's yellow gold. Yeah. I hate, do you know what? Like, full fat Coke. Like, how you have to call them yellow Labradors. And they're golden. Everyone calls them golden Labradors, right? Do they? I always did. But it's like golden retriever, that's something else, isn't it? Yeah. That's like a long-haired one. Anyway. But there's another reason for his choice. This is just interesting. Ever since 1923, the royal family, including Charles and William, have used pure Welsh gold from the Clogau St. David's gold mine near Dolgelau. 
to oh, create oh. wedding bands. Gav's going to be annoyed with that. Well, he's not going to listen, is he? The big question is whose example Harry will follow if it comes to choosing his own ring. Well, surely we've just answered it. He's only got one example to follow. It's from Clogow St. David's Gold Mine. So, there you go. Done. We've solved your news reports for you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, very important British aspect to the royal wedding. Oh, yeah? Sorry, you're not finished. No, that's it. Oh, is that? Um, the weather. Oh, of course. This is actually genuinely interesting because I just assumed it was going to be shite. But the weather's been very good recently. This is a story entirely predicated upon Lies. Speculation. <laughs> um, so with the big day approaching, um, the Met Office explained this a little too far ahead to know exactly what the weather will be. Like, oh, for the good. Other, but you know what? They've asked them anyway. Why not? Uh, meteorologist Charlie Powell did say, we've got this idea that there could be... <laughs> I know. We've got this idea that there could be some warmer spells, most likely across the south and east of England. So at least that bodes well for wedding locations and things like that. Does anyone think Charlie's been... Just called up unaware. At like 8 o'clock at night Sorry, on a Friday, he's just, already in the pub. Let me just read the words of meteorologist Charlie Powell again. We've got this idea that there could be some warmer smells, most likely across the south and east of England. So at least that bodes well for wedding locations and things like that. Wedding locations. What does that mean? So recently we have had a spate of really nice weather. Yeah. Like it's been amazing recently. Um... The temperature's been, like, in the 20s recently. Mm. Um, uh, that must seem so embarrassing to people who live in proper nice countries. People live in hot countries. British people are losing their minds. The, and their shirts. I always think um, a great barometer of how hot it is in England is when you see a man without a shirt on in the freezer aisle of a Tesco. 100%. That is that is how you Just do it. Just flaunting it. Dog walkers, shirts off. Uh, I would never take my shirt off in public. I rarely do it in private. I'm not a pr- by myself. I'm, I'm I'm not a prude, but uh, I'm genuinely shocked when I see people in bikinis in public parks in England. Yeah, I'm not. Feel- I'm not a prude. I'm just too polite with my own body. It's not. Well, that's. It's not the. It's not the fact that it's like oh bikinis. It's no. just. It seems so unnatural to wear a bikini in England yeah. to me that I just look at it. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. How have you what done this? Next? What happens next? Um, we are turning into the Daily Mail. We've read so much of it <laughs> this podcast. Play bikinis, what next? Um, so they also spoke to a Met Office spokesperson. Mm-hmm. So maybe Charlie Powell didn't work for the Met Office. This is badly written because that looks like it follows on from that paragraph, <laughs> implying a connection. But anyway, the Met Office spokesperson said... We've got an idea. <laughs> Again, it's a bit far off to give a definite picture, but the trend for that period is mixed. He's really covering, covering yep. his arse here. So there are likely to be dry and sunny spells, but also spells of rain. <laughs> <laughs> there's, on the one hand, there's high pressure. On the other hand, low He's pressure. This is where it, meteorology sounds like astrology. Yeah, 100%. So you're going to remember the hits and forget the misses. Yeah. This was that four effect. Um, a source told the Sun, like all brides, Megan is all over the arrangements and apparently is a bit stressed about the weather. <clears throat> is she like they're inside a chapel, inside then they're inside a castle, and then they're inside a country house? It's fine. I'm sure she's absolutely fine with it. Wouldn't worry. So I don't think that story has done wonders to improve the reputations of the Met Office of <laughs> meteorologists, and it's just said that weather in England 
bit unpredictable. Yeah, hard to tell. Which, if you've lived in England for any sustained period of time... You've got an idea. You would know. What about the menu? I know we both covered the menu as well. menu, yeah. What what episode did you get that? I can't remember. (laughs) Mine's off Vogue. Is it? Yeah, but like... Oh, it looks like you've got a lot more than I do. But this was real clickbait. Okay. I, I saw this and I was like, ooh, we're going to find out all about the menu. Yeah. And you click on it, and I just got Will and Kate's menu, and it said, like, oh, it'll be done by the same people. There is so much of that where they're like, we've it'll got one like line, this. and then they go, and there you go, is what happened last time. See yeah. you later. So have you got actually more specifics on this? I've got a specific menu. Uh, and it was associated with a company. I've forgotten the name of the company. Oh, are they called Table Talk? Mm. They are called Table Talk. They crafted the menu for both Kate and Pippa Middleson's wedding. Yes. And they are a London-based catering company with a crown listing, meaning they are approved caterers royale. So do you want me to go through the menu I've, I've yes, seen? Yes, absolutely. Seafood starter. Lovely. Uh, for main, I'm assuming there's going to be more than one main, but the main they mention, organic rare breed roast chicken, which, you know... Engagement chicken. Maybe they're hoping for some more weddings to come out of this wedding. Who knows? I tell you what, if you're a, a caterer for weddings, you absolutely would. Yeah, of course. You're you securing business. Exactly. You're like, oh, wasn't that chicken lovely? Yeah, we're getting married now. Who should we use? What's Table that, talk. What's that magical chicken I can make? You're not getting engagement beef. I thought you were ugly before I had that chicken. Engagement lasagna. It's not happening, is it? Uh, and I, then. Imagine that a wedding to get a big lasagna. I'd love that. Oh, man, be incredible. Lasagna's brilliant. I've had a moussaka, and that's like lasagna for fancy guys. Yeah. I think. Um, and uh, for dessert... And Greek, and Greeks. Uh, yeah. They're fancy guys. <laughs> they, they, used to, they used to uh, have temples in that. Um, and then a selection of classic desserts. It's a bit boring, isn't it? Uh, insiders, again, say that the caterers are also providing for an eye-watering list of special dietary requirements, with many of Megan's friends, Megan's friends, leading a vegan lifestyle. the Californian bunch. Oh, I bet they want uh, avocado tacos. And that's all they have. I bet they want to eat clean. Um, (laughs) Megan herself apparently eats vegan during the week, but she's made an exception on her wedding day for roast-loving Harry. (laughs) Because also also it's at the weekend. You bloody roast-lover. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that. I just got hung, yeah. hung, got hung up on roast-loving Harry. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, uh, and also, this is actually genuine. This is super interesting, and I didn't actually realise. As for the wine, this is Megan's domain. She named her blog The mm. Tig after oh, yeah. her favourite tipple, a Tuscan red wine called Tignaneo, or Tignanello. So it doesn't take a genius to figure out what her guests will be drinking, it says. But I didn't know that's what The Tig was named after. No, imagine, I didn't either. Imagine loving a wine so much that you're like, this is now my personality. <laughs> yeah, it's like calling your blog Rony. Yeah. Oh, um, mate, imagine if you did, though. So I'm not, like, not going to go through this menu because that is all news. That is Will and Kate's menu. But there's two little things in my story that I think are quite pertinent. One, and kind of interesting, it's common for royal weddings to name dishes after the newlyweds. Oh, um, like a peach melba. Prince Philip got a filet de sole Montbatten. Which okay, famously yeah. served in 1947 to his wedding to Queen Elizabeth. Similarly, Prince Albert had a rooster dish named after him. You don't eat much rooster anymore. Yeah, you d- I think it's hard to cook the folds well. And then this is a weird phrasing. So, so this is literally the run-on sentence. Prince Philip's filet de sole Montbatten was famously served in 1947 to his wedding to Queen Elizabeth. Similarly, Prince Albert had a rooster dish named after him. And the Princess Diana... The Princess Diana was allocated a chicken breast stuffed with lamb mousse. 
Oh, oh, wait, so is it saying that the dish is called the Princess Diana? Yeah. I don't know what Allocated's doing there. So, this is Chicken Vogue. breast this stuffed is on, with... This, uh, this is on Vogue. Is that saying, like... Lamb mousse. I just don't like the implication of what that dish is. Also, just lamb mousse sounds disgusting. Lamb mousse inside a chicken breast. Weird. Because lamb, I guess, is like Welsh. Yeah? Do you reckon that's why? I don't know. That's oh, weird. That's I, like saying I, I Prince it, Philip's a fish, though. I think it's fair to, uh, I think it's fair to, say, uh, to say that this is not caught on. Oh, no, no, The no, Princess no. Diana. Coronation Chicken House. Yeah, 100%. God, um, that's good. Okay, and this is a mad paragraph in this story. Drawing on Markle's American heritage, some royal watchers are expecting the menu to include late-night American snacks, including <laughs> hot dogs or cheeseburgers. Late-night American snacks, including hot dogs or cheeseburgers. There's even speculation of a cheese board. Imagine... What? Although they won't appear on the official menu, we're guessing guests at the final reception will be welcome to a side of fries following their very British, potentially lamb moose stuffed main. Oh, yeah, the incredibly... What is that paragraph doing? <laughs> incredibly... It has no right to be. Incredibly rich Californian set who are turning up. They're, what they demand are hot dogs. Uh, hot dogs and cheeseburgers. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Don't have them late night. Late but night. Also, there is even speculation of a cheese board. Imagine. That's, is that such a wild speculation? Mental. That's completely insane. You know the royals can't eat cheese. Ooh, or they might even have a side of fries, eh? There's fries. A, a sort of late night, like like the Mogwai, you too cannot eat a <laughs> fucking hot dog until night. That's not what Mogwai's like at all. But but like, ugh. What is going oh, also, on this there? this is a funny like, final paragraph. Of course, considering the couple were engaged over a roast chicken, a Markle has long spoken of her favourite dish, Pasta with zucchini. Really, anything could go. Oh. And, and although we can't see Prince Philip, imagine this, Joe. Prince Philip, Prince Philip, his granddad. Imagine this, enjoying some fettuccine with a side of hot sauce. <laughs> oh. We're sure the menu will be well thought out and delicious. Watch this space. Absolutely ridiculous. That is just nonsense. You say that was from Vogue. Vogue. Grow up, Vogue. Yeah. That's really bad. It's terrible, isn't it? What? That's very late night America. I'm really hung up on that. Why are they late night snacks? That's written by someone who's never eaten a hot dog or a cheeseburger or been to America. I think a hot dog is like. A... Don't get me wrong. I've eaten cheeseburgers late at night. Yeah, of course I have. Oh, I've had those hot dogs you can buy on like in British town centres late at night. Bad uh, van. Yeah. Bad van hot dogs. Yeah. I've um, also had little mini hot dogs from La Belle Provence in um, Montreal. Have you? And they're wicked drunk food. That sounds really good. Um, Well, I think we should all take time to have a late night snack. If it's not late night, you're not allowed to listen to the second half of this podcast until it is and have a hot dog first. Now we're going to break. Trying to roast a chicken. Now, we're back. You may have noticed. But the we have to admit, we're recording this a slight bit earlier than we usually would. So if something insane has happened, that's yeah. why it's not been Front featured and center. at the, stop of the top of the show. The other thing that we're recording before is the Lifetime movie of the... Uh, or the broadcast of the Lifetime movie about the meeting of Harry and Meghan. But did you know, right now, in the past... The royal family are seriously worried about its sex scene. There is a sexy scene. Isn't there? there is a sexy scene. Now, I believe we've both seen the. Um, oh! That's the soundtrack. <laughs> You're just keeping those around. 
Always, always got to keep them on you. Yeah, back pocket. Um, what's he call it in uh, Peep Show? Is a condom that he always keeps? Old Meg or something? Old Meg, yeah. <laughs> You've got, like, Royal Meg. Four Megs. Four Royal Megs. Uh, so, yeah, they're really worried about the sex scene. You've seen the trailer as well, I think. Yes. There's a scene where they're lying in bed, Naughty. draped in sheets. Uh, that's probably <laughs> before or after the sex scene, I'm going to guess. I'm very good at analysing trailers. Uh, so, let's just read this out. Buckingham Palace is in the midst of a very real crisis. The upcoming May the 13th Lifetime movie about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, appropriately titled Harry and Meghan, A Royal Romance, contains a sex scene, and the palace is reportedly seriously worried about it. According to Vanity Fair, Queen Elizabeth's press, o- press office has apparently already viewed the movie, and they aren't too pleased about the made-for-TV movie. about... Ooh, it's not written well. They aren't too pleased about that how... That happens a lot on this. You read yeah. them out and you realise these have not been... They aren't too pleased about how the made-for-TV movie depicts the royal couple in bed together. The movie's director, Menhaj Huda, told the magazine, What I've heard is that they're seriously worried about the sex scene. They've said that three times now. But how It's almost like they just have one quote. Yeah. But how did he hear about this concern? Was it an official complaint from the Queen? Did the government issue a formal sanction against him? No. According to Menhaj Huda, it's... My wife's best friend has been dating the press secretary of the palace. (laughs) (laughs) Harry and Meghan, a film with a script that was written in only two weeks, not only features, well, Harry and Meghan in bed together, but also apparently traces other milestones in the couple's relationship. There's a scene where Prince Harry fights with the palace about letting Meghan keep her lifestyle blog The Tig and the couple's secret dates in Toronto. But the thing I'm definitely looking forward to most, other than the sex scenes, is a scene. <laughs> scenes? They've just gone into scenes. They're like, oh, they're probably boning every two scenes. Is a scene in which Harry, Prince Harry apparently confronts Princess Michael of Kent about the racist brooch she wore around Meghan. Do you ever hear about that? No. She wore a racist brooch. What? Uh, what did you say? Piss off. No, it's, um, it's, a, it's a brooch depicting um, an African lady. But it's done in that very colonial old school oh. style where it's like, this is definitely in the iconography of the oppressor. No, it's not that bad. I mean, it's close. Both <laughs> it's, bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she wore it to the first meeting she had with uh, Meghan Markle and a lot of people, apparently Prince Harry included, very upset. Well, yeah, it's not appropriate. No, Let's of course face not. It. It's it, not. It's not appropriate to wear at any time. Yeah. Just don't wear it, Michael. If that is your real name. An idiot. Probably is. I don't know. But yeah, I thought that was quite funny. They're just, they're, they're worried. And by the time... We should watch that movie. That, yeah, we should. Before next week. Hasn't come out yet. Um, comes out this weekend for us. Um, but for you in the future, you might already have seen it. If for some reason you're watching Lifetime movies of Harry and Meghan. I don't know how that... We don't even have Lifetime over here. We'll probably have to... Uh, pirate it. <laughs> I don't know why I paused and then went, pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just admit it. We're absolutely going to nish Stream it. it. What you got? It's probably my favourite story that I've ever read on this podcast. Oh, my God. And I think it's also really emblematic of all the kind of nonsense that a lot of these stories we've featured in this podcast have have kind of um, featured. So this is on Yahoo. I expected better from you, Yahoo. Um, Prince Louis won't attend the royal wedding, but here's what he'll be doing instead. So this is Prince Louis, Will and Kate's new baby, who is what? A couple of weeks old? If that. If that. Oh, no. Definitely a couple of weeks. I'm just going to read this out verbatim. Prince Louis has big plans on May 19th, but surprisingly, they don't involve a tiny tuxedo. Oh. <laughs> Kensington Palace confirmed the mini royal... 
It's like a sequel to The Boss Baby, <laughs> the Mini Royal. Kansas Palace confirmed the Mini Royal will not attend Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's Windsor Castle nuptials because, you know, he's less than a month old. Oh, God. So, what will the tiny prince... Tiny prince. Again, that's that, that, the that pressure prince. of like being, doing synonyms. Do a, do a synonym. Just call him Mini Royal every time. I love it. So, what will the tiny prince be doing instead of holding court at Harry and Meg's <laughs> wedding? Drum roll, please. Probably napping. Oh, my God. As Royals historian Marlene Koenig, author of Royal Musings blog, told Bizarre.com, I am sure he will be at Windsor with his nanny, Maria Teresa Turian Borallo. No one brings a newborn to a wedding, especially a royal wedding. In that case, cue the royal pump and dump. Excuse me? In that case, cue the royal pump and dump. Right. Is that farting and shitting? I, I assume it's breast pumping oh. for milk I don't think you should refer to the royal, the royal breast pump and dump. as a pump and dump no UK publication The Telegraph speculates that we won't see little Louis again until his christening which typically takes place two to three months after a royal birth he'll be kept three miles underground in a chamber with and a this, single cot and, and this, a pump and dump again just remember the fact that this is on yahoo.com yeah which you know is a proper news outlet yeah Guests will have to settle for yummy photos of Prince George and Princess Charlotte Ugh. fulfilling their wedding party duties. Parenthesis. Joke. That's more than enough to turn our frown upside down. What? What does that mean? That I've just copy and pasted that joke. That's absolute shite. What is the point of that story? It's basically a newborn baby won't be going to his uncle's wedding. Oh my God, it's so bad. But pump and dump. <laughs> Joke. Anyway, that's what the little mini royal will be doing. That's really odd. Uh, if you wanted to know why he wasn't there, that's why he'll be doing. <laughs> I do like the name of his nanny though, Maria Teresa Turian Barado. That is pretty good. Uh, I've got one more update, and it's what I like to call the shitty tie-in roundup. Oh, nice. We have been sent quite a few things that are um, terrible opportunistic tie-ins no. with the wedding for no real reason. Yes, including our podcast. Um, the one that you spotted and sent to me, but we've been sent a few times, first by B.W. Johnson, is the fact that on the Tube in London at the moment, there's loads of um, Super Mario Odyssey-themed adverts oh. saying hats off to the royal couple, and it's Mario and Peach in their wedding outfits from that game. Which is a whole game about a marriage. It is. So, an, well, an enforced marriage. But it's not great. Yeah, it's a, it is a game about a forced marriage. That's a good point. Um uh, it's the other way around. Do you wonder case. about the end of that game? Is Mario trying to like cut in a Mario? Because he at, turns up in wedding attire. He does, but at the end of the game, spoiler alert, guys, Peach uh, sort of rejects him. Oh, she goes like, she's like, I want to look around the world by myself. Yeah, it's quite good. It's a good message. Yeah, um, don't be forced into marriage. But that's sort of the opposite because she's the princess in that, and he's the famous um, plumber kind of guy. Yeah, I didn't, that broke down a bit when I got to Plummer. Uh, Claire Shepard pointed out to us that um, heck sausages have made a royal wedding sausage. What are heck sausages? Uh, they're just a brand called heck. I love sausages. Yeah. Uh, you and I both love sausages. Oh, God. All day. Um, <laughs> but the heck, uh, well, what's it called? Oh, it's not got the name on here. I think it's just called 
the royal sausage. I don't know. Um, it's uh, sweet ginger and American mustard flavoured. The royal sausage. <laughs> it's sweet ginger and American mustard flavoured. Can you guess why? Yeah. Because he's ginger and, and she's, she's American. American. Yeah. As a nod to Meghan's American background and Harry's fiery red lock, locks, we've married lean British pork salt shoulder <laughs> with American mustard and sweet ginger. We So there's three things in that marriage. You've got to have the British pork in there, Joe. Yeah, obviously. It's a sausage, mate. Yeah. Think about it. That's the populace. It's actually mainly rusk. <laughs> we know that there's going to be street parties, barbecues, whatever you might fancy creating for your own wedding-style breakfast on the big day, complete with a slice of... Toast to the happy couple. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, this one came with very little um, fanfare. Uh, Adam Garnsey sent us the bento of the month from Itsu. This oh, month. I saw this. It's just a box with two different types of sushi in it and like a like a ginger rose. Well, but also, I suppose the salmon is quite ginger. Yeah. But then, then, but then, well, then Megan, tuna. Megan just tuna. It's all the normal things in it. Who's the little bottle of soy? Exactly. Also, Queen, Liz. This is just a completely Salty. tangential fact. Mm. Do you know a lot of, um, if you go to somewhere like an Itsu, an avocado, like a high street UK sushi chain, mm. and you get wasabi, mm. that is not actually wasabi. Is it just horseradish? It's horseradish with pigment. Because they don't, they don't grow a lot of wasabi in the UK. So it's just it's British horseradish. Dressed up like Japanese wasabi. Absolutely pathetic. That's cultural appropriation. Yeah. It's not good. Um, and this wasn't sent to us, but I spotted it um, from our... Shy, isn't it? It's absolutely oh. terrible. Our mutual friend Neil Gorton put up on Twitter today. Um, two Smeg fridges done up as a bride and groom. Like, it's quite literally um, one white fridge with <laughs> a veil and a tiara, a massive tiara as well. You'd have to be a monster to have that tiara, tiara and a bouquet and a black fridge with a top hat and a rose and a bow tie. Like, and it's absolutely mad. <laughs> it's so stupid. So, I do love it. Do you? I just Because it, it looks so stupid. It looks a bit like um, like a weird cut scene from Wally. <laughs> so yeah, or like a weird Futurama scene. It's very strange. I don't know what's going on in the world. They've got Smeg imprinted on their foreheads. I know. On their very wide foreheads. It is unfortunate that Smeg means what it means to us. Yeah, um, I won't explain it to Americans. You look it up. Look it up, but not too Google carefully. Uses. It's unpleasant. Hello, listeners. Sorry to interrupt. Joe here. But as we've mentioned, we recorded this a little bit before our normal record date. And I could not let this section go by without mentioning the unbelievable... Uh, Harry and Meghan themed bathing suits that have been released um, I'm going to we've been sent this by so many people I'm going to read them all out on Twitter Shanna Davis Aaron Walton Emmerin Moonlight Nick Gallagher Chris Mutton James McCarthy Scott Jones and someone called South Sea Maverick um, these fit you have to see them they are unbelievable they are the full faces of Harry and Meghan stretched across an entire ladies one piece bathing suit Harry's forehead in particular is disturbed and distended magically by uh, a pair of ladies' breasts. Um, it's, it's something to behold. They've been everywhere, but if you haven't seen them, look them up. Anyway, back to the podcast. Bye! Uh, emails. We've got two because one of them's quite long, but I like this one a lot. Okay. 
Am I going first? Yeah. So my email is from Mike. Oh, it's across multiple pages. So this is, oh, it's got an amazing epithet he's given himself. Yeah. He's called Lord Eternal Bosom of Hot Love, Mike Tapia. It's Tapia, because we, we talked about him. He's oh, got yes, in touch of course, before. Yeah, yeah, of course, Tapia. Um, okay, here we go. Lots of pictures in this one. Yeah. The subject title is Order, Order. Good day, chaps. I recently sent you pictures of the glorious pamphlet depicting the Megan doll. Oh, yeah. It was disgusting. <laughs> which I assume you pre-ordered. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, I've got a Pennywise in one instead. Uh, which were printed at my place of work. I'm delighted to say we've a visitor's guide. Oh, my God. <gasps> yeah. It's, so it's a visitor's guide to the wedding of Prince Harry and Ms. Meghan Markle. Um, made by Thames Valley Police. So this is for people who are going to Windsor to see the wedding, well, how's but they're not yourself? invited. So it's like an order of the day. It's very strange. So the public know what to do. Okay. So, so yeah. he goes on to say, um, he says, it's mostly full of inane drivel, boring travel information, and advice on what number to call in the event of an emergency. Spoiler. It's 999. <laughs> However, it does have the official order of the day included. And as I don't know how widely available this info is, I thought it might be of interest yeah. to you. Absolutely it's of interest to us. Uh, so, do you want me to go through this? Yes, please. <clears throat> I've not looked into it that carefully because I just wanted you to read Here is the order of the day. At 8 a.m. sharp. Oh, that's early. It's early. Oh, it's a big day ahead as well. Liz will be knackered. Chris Evans's BBC Radio 2 breakfast show begins broadcasting live from Alexandra Gardens. I don't know where that is. It's not in London. I'm assuming it's in Windsor. 9.30 a.m. Oh, no. Irish Guards band performance on Castle Hill. Nice. Nice little bit of early music. Classic. Helps the digestion if you've had a toast to the royal couple. Or a hex sausage. Yeah. Uh, 11.30 a.m. Chris Evans's BBC Radio 2 breakfast show ends. Oh, good. <laughs> big stint that. He's got a film. 12 p.m. Bride arrives and wedding ceremony at St. George's Chapel. Windsor Castle begins. Mm. So we knew that. 12pm. That's where your wedding's happening. In, out. All the, uh, all the, the uh, famous people have had to have... condom noise. They would have had to have had a piss before then, nine, between 9 and 11, if you remember. 1pm. Prince Harry and Ms. Meghan Markle's carriage procession through Windsor begins. It's a nice short service. Yeah. Less than an hour. Get it well done. be. 1.30pm. Carriage procession finishes. 2pm. There are a number of activities along the procession route for you to enjoy, starting from 2pm. What are Splat them? Splat the rat. What are them? Water balloons. Plenty of time to give them five hoodies. Yeah. Uh, 5pm, <laughs> arranged celebrations conclude. Oh, arranged ones do. So I think that's if the public, like these activities, I reckon that's when that's getting Then capped. it's after that, anarchy. 6pm, uh, fuck off Fergie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not in there. If you were not clear about that. Um, 10 p.m. Final boat leaves for visitors who have used the park and float service. Sorry. I'm yeah, really, I'm really, it's never introduced sorry, that. Sorry, I'm really thrown though. You had to get a final boat. Yeah. What? All trains have been cancelled. Boats only out of Windsor. Also, now, weirdly specific times. 10.53 p.m. What? Final train operated by South Western Railway departs from Windsor and Eaton Riverside train station. Uh, okay. 12.03 p.m. AM, sorry, now. Final train operated by Great Western Railway departs from Windsor and Eton Cathedral. So Eton Central train station. I love that train station. It's nice a big gap between those. You might as well stay on to get the 1203. Yeah, but they go two different places, don't they? Riverside yeah. and Central, mate. 
Got to learn you your. Go. I've, I've really done my research on the Windsor trains. Also, Mike Tappy says, Lord, eternal bosom of hot love. He goes, that's a real title. Look it up. Shall I look it up yeah, now? I'll look it up while you're reading yours. All right, lovely. Now, this is a big one, and this is why we're not reading quite as many um, emails this week. Remember, we want lots of emails in response to the wedding, which is, at the time of this recording going out for the first time, something like, what, four days? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Three days away. It's soon. Absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah, but please do send us lots of emails, because we'll do loads of them, mate. But this comes from... Now, we've been talking about amazing names. Get a load of this. Caitlin Penzi Moog. Or Moog. Caitlin Penzi Moog. She, too, is from the AV Club and has been put onto our podcast by Laura M. Browning. Um, and uh, she, she describes uh, the way she was uh, inducted into this podcast as a campaign of terror, which I quite liked. I like that. I think that's the best strategy. Two elements to this. One question, one request. I'll do the question first. In the dress episode, when you go on a riff about American sports uniforms, you mention the Green Bay Packers. My question is... How do you know about the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> They're the American football team of my home state, Wisconsin. And while I'd expect most people in the States to know about them, I was surprised to hear them slipped into your joke about wearing an American football uniform. Are they widely known in England? Or are they maybe like the few extra famous football teams here in the States that are somewhat recognised, like Manchester United? I, I, know, just, I know about Green Bay. NFL's the, the, just the, a Wisconsin, thing. Wisconsin, the cheese state. Great cheese state. Oh, yeah. I know that because of the film Thank You for Smoking, which is that. well good. I know it but from... Um, that's where Donna's from in the West Wing. Oh, um, lovely. I know about it because I also, I also know particularly about the Green Bay Packers because I watched a documentary on a flight once about them, hosted on uh, by Reggie Yates. Oh, that's good. And they're a weird, like, collective. They're owned by the people of that city. Oh, that's so cool. it's almost like our, our equivalent is John Lewis. Yeah, or Dulwich Hamlets <laughs> you, FC. You have Green Bay Packers, we have John Lewis. Yeah, Um but no, I think just like NFL teams, people tend to know about I think them, a lot of people are really into NFL now. These it's, days. Yeah. Well, we're going to get our own team, aren't we? Yeah. Markles. Well, I heard the gonna, London we, Markles. We're, we're gonna, I heard we're going to nick um, the Jags. Oh, yeah. They've got a really good named player, don't they? They mention them in the, the good place a lot. Oh, what's he called? He's got such a mad name. He's like Brian Boogler or you, something. You're asking me. I have no more. I didn't know we were going to have this many questions about NFL. No, oh, I've got to look now. it up. He's not Brian Boogler. I'll look it up in a minute. Um, my, <laughs> my request for you, says Caitlin, is to put together a royal wedding bingo card. Ooh. Bit of, uh, bit of uh, back story here. My sister has, been, has always been a bit of an anglophile, and the other day we happened to meet at the same bus stop while I was listening to your podcast. Turns out she's been following some of the coverage of the royal wedding herself, and now she wants us to go to a bar to watch it. Unfortunately, with the time difference between our countries, the wedding will be taking place at 6am Chicago time, and I have yet to find... That sounds really exotic to me for some reason. 6am yeah. Chicago time. Uh... <laughs> Does he not like American things? Still make me a bit like American ooh, things, like wow. mo like monster trucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sunday, 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 <laughs> that kind of thing. And I've yet to find any bars. <laughs> I've yet to find any bars that will be playing the wedding and opening their doors hey, that early here. Yeah, it's impossible. However, the Drake Hotel, a fancy place downtown. <gasps> the Drake exactly. Hotel Chicago, the one from Mission Impossible. That's where Jim Phelps steals the Bible. And that's how Ethan Hunt gets it. There you go. See, now you're into the American <gasps> stuff. I, got, I just got excited God, by... killed Emilio Estevez in the first ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that when the horrible the spike... comes down, which is sometimes cut out on British TV. Actually haunted me as a kid, yeah, that bit. Yeah, I guess a big 
elevator fork in his eye. Oh, it's disgusting. Um, yeah. Oh, I just got excited by Drake Hotel, a fancy place downtown, is having a viewing party at... doing it in a condom voice. That's not... I was doing it in an American condom voice. At 10 a, uh, having a viewing party at 10am. The Drake is quite expensive and stuffy, oh. and not at all the atmosphere I'd hope to watch the wedding in. So I thought if my sister and I go there, I'd want to create either a drinking game or a bingo sheet. Since 10am is a bit early for a drinking game, bingo it is. Turns out these bingo sheets already exist, but they're really lame. <laughs> They're all like, commentators mention Kate Middleton, you see a ridiculous hat. Very obvious things. I thought you could do a better job and come up with more interesting bingo squares with all the knowledge you've accumulated from doing this show, like a reference to the cat hat, or someone wearing wedges, or someone saying the phrase buck tradition. I think most of those are perfect. Uh, anyway, I love the podcast. I'll be a bit sad when it ends. Uh, and then some nice things. I still don't really understand what happened with Edward III. Your fan in Chicago, Katie. Thanks, Katie. So, I looked up bingo sheets. Oh, they geez. are quite big. They're five by five. Oh, no. But with a star in the middle. So we've got a thing of 24 things. But I think we could... How many do you want to do? Uh, with, with respect, I reckon we could toss it off quite quickly. <laughs> All right. So. Right. So we've are got we, a few we, already. How silly we go? I think it should try and be as... Possible. I think we should... There should Make be it viable. Possible. So I think Cat Cat, no. Okay. But I think definitely... Wedges. Definitely. Someone wearing wedges. Wedges are in. Yeah. Right, so we'll nick some of yours first, Katie. Uh, so we're going to go top to bottom, left to right. So this is top left. Yeah. This is just so people can make their own bingo cards. So we're going to go down? Uh, no. Or left to right? Like yeah, left right. to right, okay. down the five lines. Okay, I'm filling this in on my bit. And the middle I'll sh- take a picture of this once we're done. Yeah, and the middle sheet, uh, the middle section's crossed out. Why is that? I, that's just a bingo thing. Okay, I'll You draw, don't do it. Uh, oh, I was going to draw a crap. Anyway. Oh, I suppose because the middle section is the most important section, so you'd give someone an advantage by oh, having like, that yeah, in the middle. Like connect uh, the other one is someone saying the phrase buck tradition. Or non-traditional? I think either. Tradition in general. You're allowed to mention that. Book tradition or non-traditional. So just like a, a lazy use of that term. Yeah. few things off the top of my head. Um, what about Prince George uh, look, smiling at a policeman? Because he's apparently obsessed with the police. Yeah, Prince George um, grins at a copper. Yeah, grins at a copper. You've got to use those words. Um, um, Prince Philip gives Fergie the eyes. <laughs> like just daggers. Or, or what about, let's talk, co- if we're talking coverage... If they cut between those two. Oh, yeah. Basically, an insinuation of... Of rivalry. Of, of Philip Fergie beef. Yeah. Phil Fergie beef is Phil what Fergie I'm beef. Phil Fergie beef. Phil and Fergie beef. Um, we've, there's got to be something... I mean... Adulation, to... Adulation of David Beckham. Oh! Lionisation of David Beckham. Lionisation of David Beckham. Excellent. I'll do that. Uh, Wedges is already in there, so that's kind Ooh. of a mistake, yeah? Ooh. Are all the Spice Girls invited? I, we don't know. Should we see if you, if you spot all five Spice Girls? Yes. All five Spice Girls. But I'm writing that in one square? Or yeah, right? one, one, one square. One we, square. We have a lot to fill out. I could do five. We could get rid of five squares here. Should we have five so whole around. squares? All right, Mel B, that's going in. Yeah, I like that, actually. All right, Mel C's going down here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now you'll just have to look at the picture because we've not, because <laughs> we've abandoned. Victoria Beckham. Victoria Bosch. Victoria Adams was her um, maiden name. Emma, I've just been really put off. Emma Someone's Bunch, left a uh, camera on in our th- in our room where we're recording, 
And I just turned around and there was just an image of me drinking a roni as I drank a roni. I was like, Oh, it freaked me out. It's horrible. And the one I used to have a crush on, Jerry Halliwell. Oh, totally agree. That dress was a seminal moment. <laughs> I wish you hadn't used that word. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> so, I like that there's just random Spice Girls names written all over this yeah. bingo card. It's like a, that's a, um, okay, let's, now we're already running out. Diana's ghost. No, it's too far-fetched. What's going to be in the coverage? There's going to be people talking over it, so maybe we should think more about commentating on... What they would do. Yeah. Like, well, it's just just like a maudlin story about Diana. Story or reference. Because a reference is going to happen. So it's not really a bingo card, is it? There's no no chance... A clip play from Diana's funeral. Not funeral, wedding. Yes. Clip from Diana's wedding. Very good. Clip from Suits. Oh, yeah, no, clip from Suits. Yes, because she's getting married in that show. Or has already gotten married in that show. Clip from Suits is good. Um, Clip from Suits, clip from Diana's wedding. It's got to be something Will and Kate related. Comparing them, like comparing the dresses. Yeah, Kate dress comparison. Someone's arse becomes a talking point. Yeah, <laughs> I like Kate dress comparison definitely because I don't think it c- can be someone's arse. Well, here we go. I've written this all in green pen for some reason. Uh, what about my Sheeran? We've talked a lot about Sheeran. It's like we know he'll like we know Clooney's going to be there. Like. It needs to be realistic. I don't want, like, Clooney making an espresso. He's not going to do it. If you see a sword, if you see a medal or a sword. Medal or sword. Yeah, because they're both banned. Perfect. Yeah. Medal or sword. Medal or sword. Oh, but there's a, isn't there a sword involved if in the wedding? If you see cleavage. Because it's banned. Yes. It is banned. Yeah. I'm not just being pervert. No, I was just like, trying to remember why you were bringing it up. I knew there was a reason. You're, you've always got a reason, mate. I've put band cleavage. Should we so. say medal or sword? We should clarify medal or sword, not part of the ceremony, because yeah, Harry very probably will have medals. Ceremony. Not ceremonial. Yeah. Yep. Um, Vicar fucks up. Oh, yeah, Welby fucks it. <laughs> I'm writing Welby fucks it. <laughs> That's very good. Okay. Um, Ooh, we've, got, we've got one, two, three, four... Oh, there's definitely going to be cutaways to the crowd. So something in the crowd, like a sign. Someone's made a big Diana face out of paper mache. No, that's that's impossible, yeah. Rhyming sign? (laughs) Why would there be a rhyming sign? Uh, A regional choir? Like a Welsh choir? In the, what, in the crowd? Just, yeah, the, or they got cut to. Do you reckon that's too specific as well? Hmm... Are we making this too much of an actual game for us? I think we are. I think I want it to be feasible. Well, I'm really worried now that I've realised that what else Kate banned? and her sister are going to be doing it. Skirt above the knee? Skirt... Well, it's allowed to be above the knee, isn't is it? Because we got Mind we field. got our leg parts all wrong. I thought calves were... Uh, thighs. <laughs> I thought calves were thighs. I got in trouble for that on Twitter. Someone was upset with me. Okay. Um... Close-up of a plate. Like, there's going to be ceremonial plates. Do you reckon they'll be showing tat on screen? Um, 
Oh, if you see these. If you see Crown Jewels condoms. Crown Jewels condoms. Uh, I'm putting that in. That's a big one. Put that in. <laughs> I love that all five Spice Girls are on this. That's brilliant. Mate, that's really helping us out. Like, the thing the, is, that completed five of them. But the thing is, they're gonna, they'll probably all be sitting together, so... It'll just be like one Yay! shot, and you'll be like, yeah! Case going mental in the Drake Hotel. <laughs> yes! Queen Sweep. Um, oh, an, Eng- an England rugby captain. Oh? Someone who used to be an England rugby captain. That's hard for Americans to, oh, yeah. to see, though. Well, also, I was Tyndall say, wasn't, was he? What about, what about a cutaway to a crowd in America, watching in America? Oh, yes. Um, Yanks loving it. Yanks loving it. And I'm sure all our listening Yanks will love being called that. Of course they will. I mean it affectionately. It's not like, it's not that mean a thing to say, is no. it? No. Oh, it's hard. Also, it's like also like the McDonald's slogan. Yanks loving it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is more insulting now I think about it. Yeah. Uh, you see a hex sausage? Hex sausage? Uh, they might in the coverage. No, not a hex sausage. I want to think, oh, what about some of the... Prince Louis, if he's there. Yeah. Prince Louis's in it. If Louis's there. That's going... All right, Prince Louis. I'm trying to think... The mini what... royal. What? Oh, uh, what about... If you see a leak? Megan speaks a different language. Oh, Megan. Megan shows off. <laughs> yeah, Megan, Megan shows off. Megan impresses the world. <laughs> Is Again w- is wicked. Is wicked. Yeah, Megan shows off or is wicked. The Queen's Queen's gotta be in here. Queen's gonna be on there. What's she gonna do? Queen laughs. Queen laughs. Oh yes. We love the Queen laughing. You're never getting that TikTok. Gifts property. Queen laughs. Queen laughs. We've got three more to go. Oh my god, I was so excited about this. Someone some someone trips. It's a good it's a good suspenseful one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it doesn't so have anyone to be trips. anyone on camera yeah, trips. Yeah, I like that. Someone trips. Always always fun. Light, light-hearted. I'm trying to think about things they hate. We've got wedges already. Commoners. <laughs> A commoner is seen within touching distance of the Queen. Crying? Someone crying? That would be very unusual. Exactly. I put it in, crying. Crying of any kind. <laughs> crying. Happy or sad. Wait, crying in the chapel, though. Yeah. Not in the crowd. <laughs> right. <laughs> Happy or sad? In I'm going ch- to do an asterisk. In um, chapel. In chapel. One more. There's going to be some very obvious thing we haven't thought of that's a big thing on our podcast and everyone's going to be upset. If you want to make your own bingo cards, you can do that too. Because oh, we might do them. I'm, trying, I'm overthinking the last one now. Yeah. What shall I write next to Emma Bunton? <laughs> <laughs> Who's like a guest that is in hangs in oh, the balance? Harry's ex. Oh, they're definitely there though, aren't they? Yeah, oh no, but are Cresta we doing Bernard. tabloids? Cresta Bernard. Okay, what about um, Harry's exes sitting together? Oh, is that too hard? Hard to identify, maybe. Cresta de Bonus and Chelsea Davy. Yeah, so two exes in one shot. Two X's in one shot. I like that a lot. Yeah, because they might be sat in the same area. Two X's, one shot. That's a new viral. Oh, I wish you hadn't. Come on, mate. (laughs) You're above that. Am I? Two X's, one One shot. shot. And that's Cresta Bernard. And Chelsea Davey. 
There you there go. There was one other X, though, wasn't there? I think that. Or you could have two out of three. Yeah, two out of the three. And try and remember who the third is. <laughs> Plus one. All right, so wedges. You Wed- see wedges. Right. Wedges. This is from left to right. It's hot row. Wedges. Book tradition. Yeah. Non-traditional. Prince grins at a copper. <laughs> right, do Prince George, though. Prince G. There's lots of princes there. We need to be specific. Yeah. Phil and Fergie beef. <laughs> Lionization of David Beckham. There better be that there. What's, what do you think counts as lionisation? Just say he's brilliant. Yeah, okay. He's the best England captain. What an amazing sportsman. What a it. nice man. What a nice man. Does loads of charity. Isn't he great? Yeah. Mel B. <laughs> Clip from Suits. Clip from Diana's Clip wedding. Clip from Suits. Oh, give us the Suits. <laughs> Clip from Diana's wedding. Kate dress comparison with Megan's dress. Yeah. Jerry Halliwell. Yeah. Medal or sword? Non-ceremonial. Yes. Ban the cleavage. Mel C. Welby fucks it. <laughs> Crown jewels condoms. Victoria Beckham. Yanks loving it. Yeah. Megan shows off. Brackets. Is wicked. Yeah. Queen laughs. Oh, that's a good one. Someone trips. Crying, happy or sad. Has to be in the chapel. Yeah. Can't be common or tears. Exactly. They do not count. They, they, barely, they mean nothing to us. register. Emma Bunton. Two X's, one shot. Prince Louis, again brackets, the mini royal. Mini royal. I like that. Yeah. That's fun. We should actually play that. Take a picture of that. Brilliant stuff. Lovely. Daniel, that's our last episode before the wedding. Oh, no. It's mad. We'll be different this time next week. We'll be so different. Everything will be different. I'll see how many we get on this. Yeah, that's what I'm excited by. We can bring it with us. Also, if you're wondering, the eternal bosom of hot love as a title is um, Kim Jong the Second's. Is it? Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, well done, Tapia. Um, now, we still want emails. Show yes. at Windsor, show at the Windsor Not Pod. Especially about the big day. Now, let's go all in on your observations about the big day, the way it made you feel, how it's making you change your life. Yeah. If you've Are got you looking for the love in light of it. <laughs> if you've got your own games or bingo cards that you're coming up with, send them to us and we'll check before the wedding and we'll let you know how they went after the wedding. Awesome. Um uh, just everything. Just tell us everything. I'm really excited. Okay. I'm weirdly excited. Yeah. Tell us everything. I can't believe I'm this excited. As lots of people have pointed out, it's been weird listening to us get slowly sort of incepted into actually I'm more giving excited a about shit. it than the FA Cup final. Oh, I'm not. That's ridiculous. Well, no, Spurs are not in it. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry to bring that up. Oh, that's, that's ruined it. Um, oh, God. Oh, it's going to be so good. And then we'll come back. We'll have a big old chat about it. And then we'll fuck off into the podcast night. <laughs> There'll be no more wins or not. But that'll be fine. Because like we'll all have had a nice time Jeff together. Jeff podcast. Exactly. Well, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. What a nice man he seemed to be. Uh, for now, though, guys, get ready for the bloody biggest day of your life. Because we're all going to watch it together and it's going to be crazy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>